Good morning. This, 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 is, this is transition moment, okay? Couple, a couple of things. Um, oh, Mike. I feel so party, I, I feel so sorry for Rick because he has to save me from myself over and over and over again. Um, a couple of things. One, all right, we will revisit this as long as we need to. The intent of worship is to be together. The intention of the sermon is for me to deliver to you what I feel the Holy Spirit has led me to say. If you need to leave before I am done, do not apologize. Simply go. It's so good to see you. All right? I own that I only have you once a week. And I'm going to pack in as much as I can. All right. The other thing is, I don't know if you've been following different news feeds or not, but not too terribly far from here, a young woman who was a news anchor committed suicide. She was 29 years old. She had everything. The reason I'm talking about this is because we are having an epidemic in this nation of suicides. The epidemic is amongst people who are over 60 and people who are under 30. That keeps creeping up more and more to 40. Folks, We are people of faith. I'm talking to you as a person whose brother committed suicide. Okay. He forgot for half an hour how much Jesus loves him. And decided life wasn't worth living. It is worth living, no matter how hard it gets. We do not live for ourselves. We live for each other, and we live for the risen Lord. Money will not solve the problems. Success will not solve the problems. What solves the problems is what goes on here and here in relationship to the risen Lord.
That's not to make anybody self-conscious. That's not to make anybody feel bad. Never forget you are not alone. Never forget that the one who created everything loves you beyond words. Remind each other, grandparents, remind the grandkids. Remind the adult children. Okay. One of the things, so you're, so you're aware of it, okay. One of the things that my wife and I made a very conscious decision about because we have friends that are under 40 is we keep a dose of Narcan at our house. That's the antidote for opiate overdoses. Think about it. It's something we may want to think about as a church. To have at least one dose here. It's not one of those things that we like to start our time together thinking about. Okay. But it's important for us to think about it. It's important for us to talk about it. And it's important for us to remember each other and not to be intrusive. You'll get sick of me saying that. This is Mike. I don't mean to intrude, but how are you doing? Yes! Okay. How are you doing? Okay. For me, you know, I was raised in an environment where the message most often I heard was Jesus saves. And I got to the place where I said, and it's a good thing because I need it so bad. <laughs> the preacher's going to shut up now. For a minute. For a minute. Good morning. Welcome to the Clinton United Methodist Church. Um, I have just a few announcements. I see there's old chairs that are in the gym and... If you'd like one or more, feel free to take them today. So they will be removed in the next few weeks. And um, there's a walk. I don't know if somebody wants to t talk about that or. Uh, the preacher will talk. Okay. Okay. Emmaus walk coming, coming up. Okay. Let Sheila, Diana, Sue. Um, H or Sue R, no. They are ones who will sponsor. 
I got word this week that there is lay servant training that's going to be available. If you have been a lay servant, want to renew um, or just get back up to speed, let me know. I'll give you the information for it. Okay. Lay, lay servant is, is a training to, to help people understand what it means to be a Christian in service in the church and in the world. So if you are interested, please see me. As I said to someone who spoke to me this morning, talk to me. I am more than up happy to sign your application. <laughs> okay. I'll shut up again. <laughs> and I see we're going to be at the fall festival, and they need volunteers to sign up to help. It's downtown in Clinton, which I'm sure everyone knows. So it's in your bulletin. So uh, the information is in there and the dates and everything. And I think... The other things we've all discussed. Is, does anybody have anything? Over here. <laughs> I just want to make sure everyone is aware we did start the men's fellowship breakfast. Obviously, last month it conflicted, so we didn't have it. But next Saturday, it's the second Saturday of the month, Men's Fellowship Breakfast. Uh, we do need some people to bring some food, so that's always nice. But uh, please get with me, and hopefully we will see you there. Um, Sheila wanted me to remind everybody that we are selling the cards. There's samples out on the table. If you have any questions, I'll try to answer them. But the church gets $13 for every box that we sell. We need to sell at least 15 but they're wonderful cards. I mean, you get 30 cards for $30. And the Christmas one, I think, is 50 cards for $30, or the all-occasion all one. So. Good morning, everybody. Um, some of the things have already been said, but I want to really push... Um, if you're interested in helping us with the booth at the Fall Festival, uh, we'll have a tent, we'll have chairs, we're gonna give out small waters, uh, we have a trifold that tells about our church, uh, we have faith bands, and the kids made this week prayer bead kits. So we have a lot of fun things to give out and to show our um, friendliness and reach out to the community. Um, also, you may see um, the rummage sale signs that have come in. Um, if anyone would be willing to take some of them and clean them up for me, I would appreciate it. That makes it so much easier for me to work on them next year because I take the dates off and things like that. So if you can take them and just wipe them up for me and then I'll store them and they'll be ready for next year. And you get another Strickland, hold on. As was spoken earlier, uh, we've de the trustees and the ad board have declared a lot of these old folding chairs surplus. They're in great need of repair. Um, feel free to grab any amount you want, but they're going to go away. We're, we're just, they're just taking up space. 
Also, the brown old choir chairs, they all need repair. Feel free to grab them if you want some. And we got a couple tables upstairs that we're going to declare surplus. So if you need a round table or a square table, we got those. They're just, everything's in the way, and every time we have an event, we have to move everything out of the way and then put it all back. Now, we're going to get rid of them. So thank you. <laughs> If there's no one else, uh, will you please stand if you're able and join me in the call to worship? Teach us, good, good Lord, to serve you as you most deserve. Help us to give and not to count the cost. Help us to carry our cross and not to heed the wounds. Help us to work for you and not worry what our wages will be. Help, Help us to know that we are doing your will. Hear our prayers and accept our praise. And the first hymn is uh, number 714, I Know Whom I Have Believed. Wondrous grace to me that made known, nor why unworthy Christ in love redeemed me for his own. But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I committed. Unto him against that day I know not how this saving faith To me he did impart Nor how believing in his work Brought peace within my heart But I know whom I have believed And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know not how the Spirit moves, convincing us of sin, revealing Jesus i 
unto him against that day. Amen. Before sitting down, please greet with a, someone with a smile and a kind word. about it. It's a good problem. It's one I'm not going to complain about. As we turn our attention to our ministries of prayer, uh, please take the moment to look at the prayer requests in the bulletin insert. There are many things that are going on amongst people who are part of our church. Do keep them in your prayers. Um, Also remember the family of Patsy and Onan. Onan, okay. And also um, remember Ryan and Heather Rowe. Ryan's father has passed away this last week. Are you my okay? Um, I just wanted to say I I saw Carrie Langton and her mother yesterday. And Carrie, at two and a half weeks out from surgery, is walking pretty well with just a cane. And her mother is slow, but she's getting around pretty good. She sent Trent's doing a little better, but he doesn't have most of the use of his left side. (laughs) 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 Sorry, lost my right and lefts. But um, so he's going to be a while in rehab. And so um, just keep them in your prayers, please. I have a request, too. When I was in Minnesota, my great-niece, who was just three months old, got COVID-19. And she was so close to dying that it was, I mean, it's just devastating to see this little 
tiny baby on a stretcher going into the hospital. And so she's still recovering from it all. And I, they need prayers. Her name is Maya Crosby. Maya. Maya, yes. And then my brother, my sister and her husband, both of them are having all kinds of health problems. That's Joan and Marvin Munt, and they sure could use many, many prayers. So thank you all. Martha? Today is my trial run to make sure I don't get too nauseous during the church service, and so far, so good. Now, it depends on how long the sermon goes, but as far as I know, it's... <laughs> Thank you, Martha. I'll try to not make you sick. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm you don't bad. have to apologize. <laughs> I, that just came to my head like most of all things. You've all been so kind, and I'll be playing, and I understood that Leslie played, so I might to see if she might be interested in doing some prayer loads every now and then while I'm practicing with the choir. I see a nod there. So um, we've got something planned for Christmas, also a forehand Christmas song, and, and uh so I'm looking forward to it, and I just want to thank you, and I'm so glad to be back. More my torso felt like it was hit than a, my Mack truck. <laughs> my hip is fine. Are there others? Let's take... See... The little one's the only honest one amongst you. <laughs> Let's take a moment, all right, and um, inner uh, attitude of prayer, and um, then we will. Um, all be led into the unison prayer self-examination and confession. Let us pray. Blessed Jesus, there are times that what happens around us and what happens to us simply weighs so heavily. Part of the good news that you brought is that we are never alone and that the one who is always with us loves us beyond words to express. We don't understand the sickness that we suffer. We don't understand the sickness around us. We don't understand what happens to people especially to children who are innocent. We don't understand. We know, however, that you still love them and you love us. We bring them to you. 
we give ourselves to you. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that as we prepare to receive your body and your blood, you would make us ready, both inside and out, to meet with you. Will you please stand and join me in the unison prayer of self-examination and confession? O oh Lord, open, open our, our eyes, eyes that, that we, we may see ourselves as you see us. Show us both the good and the evil in us. Let us praise you, for we are wonderfully made. Enable us to build on the gifts and graces you've given us. Unshackle us from our indifference to the treasure of knowledge and from our snubbing of the gifts with which you have blessed us. Set us free from low ideals of life and from mindless disregard for the effect of our conduct. Heal us from blindness to the common good. Free us from hasty speech and grumpiness. Slow us from our haste to think the worst of others and trash talk. Blot out our past lapses. Forgive our frequent carelessness and cluelessness. Show us your love as anyway. Lift us up to new energy and devotion. Give us strength to stick with you to the end through success and failure. Through good report and evil report. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. There are things that are all too easy to forget. And amongst them is, especially when we gang up on ourselves, when we get hyper-judgmental of ourselves, we forget who loves us. Not only do we forget God, but we forget those people in our lives who love us. There is only one unforgivable sin. Only one. It's the sin of assuming we don't need to be forgiven. That we can't be forgiven. Jesus came to bring us the message of God. I love you. You are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Now, 
We're going to make this monthly. All right? I hope that the last time you forgave somebody wasn't a month ago. Turn to someone and give them the assurance that they are forgiven. Now we're going to say the words that our Lord taught us to pray. And one of the things that you did just now, if you offered words of forgiveness, is you took one of the steps to make sure that God will forgive you. <laughs> Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take just a moment in silence and listen to God, for God will speak in his turn. Amen. Would the children come, please? <laughs> you want to sit on the floor or in a chair? In a chair? Well, if there's only going to be two of us, let's do big person's chairs. Oh, we got more coming? Okay. Cool. Is, it be, is that like being funny? Thank you. What? What about that hat? It has stuff in it? Oh, you think? Well, let's see. What's in here? Would you hold my frog? Thanks. Okay. What else? What else is in here? Do you have people in your life that, that 
they're really special to you. Hmm. Yep. And, and you. And my, and my dad. Your dad. My dad works at nighttime. Oh, okay. He works at nighttime. Yeah, and my dad works in Indiana. Okay. He works in Indiana. It, oh, there too, huh? Okay, no problem. Oh, hello there. He, he yeah. Needs to come to the only. Oh, only. Okay, so I misheard. Sometimes the big people don't get it straight, especially me. Okay, he's all right. Mine come on. Mine no, all right. Mine died. Yeah. I bet but you do. We have a pistol on a quiz and a, um, a stone um, above our doorway to get to a kitchen that has um, a paw print. Okay. Yes. So you have, you have things that help you remember. Yes. Okay. I have a person that's important to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was my grandfather. Okay, and I have something I keep to help me remember him. Now, you probably have never seen one of these. Have you? Hmm, mm, what I is that? You have took you? Mm -hmm. And my mom and, and oh. oh, okay. So all of you went. That's yeah. good. My grandfather did not like ties. He did not like long ties. And he did not like bow ties. Because he said they choked him. So he wore this instead of a tie. It reminded him of the Wild West. Guess what? Guess what? Can you t tell what's on there? Um, well, it's a roadrunner. Okay. This, this a roadrunner. And a roadrunner is a bird from the Wild West. Also a cartoon. But I don't know if your folks let you watch those cartoons or not. Guess what? What? Guess what? Yeah. I have Andrew. You got a you got a boob. Oh, two of them. Yeah, I got ooh, one, you. Yeah. So this is how this 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 helps me remember my my grandfather. Now you see what's behind me. See this table. The table has bread and a cup on it, okay? We have the bread and cup on the table to remind us of a person who's very important to us. That person is Jesus, okay? And so when we come to the bread and cup, 
we've remembered Jesus. We remember how much he cares about us. And we remember that he wants us to care for each other. Okay? Guess what? I see that frog. You see the frog. Yeah. So, the big people will come. Okay? If mom and dad say it's all right, you can come. But when we come to the bread and cup, what we do is we remember Jesus. Can we hold hands and say a prayer? You come hold hands? No? Okay, that's all right. Blessed Jesus, help us to remember you. And help us to remember all that you've done for us, especially that we are not alone and that you always love us. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for coming. May I have my frog back? Now, somebody remembered that there was something else in the hat. Yeah, I knew it. Okay. Oh, they can have both. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You are so kind. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, I would have left it. Thank you, gentlemen. Much appreciated. The reason for the long pause has nothing to do with the chairs. I forgot what comes next. <laughs> Would you lead the affirmation of faith? Thank you. Please join me in the affirmation of faith. We believe, we believe in, in God, God who makes everything. God makes all colors, all shapes, and all of us. We believe in God's Son. Jesus was sent here to bring at one moment peace, healing, and understanding. We believe in the forgiving of sins and in being forgiven. We believe in the resurrection of the body and the life after death. We believe that God is here and, and always, always will, will be, be in, in the, the future. future. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the 
We're keeping you standing so it'll be easier for you to get to your money in your checkbook. You can sit down if you want to. Our blessed Jesus, you have done so much for us. You gave up all of the wonders of heaven to come be as we are. And you gave us the Father's invitation to return to him, to come on home. Oh, Lord, we don't want to go home by ourselves. Take our gifts, O oh Lord. Help us to use these gifts to invite others to make the trip home to Father along with us. Hear our prayer. Amen. The hymn of preparation is number 298.
beautifully sung. You may be seated. The scripture for this morning is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 9 through 22. About noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him again a second time, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. Now while Peter was greatly puzzled about what to make of the vision that he'd seen, Suddenly, men sent by Cornelius appeared. They were asking for Simon's house and were standing by the gate. They called out to ask whether Simon, who is called Peter, was staying there. And while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Look, there are three men that are searching for you. Now get up. Go down and go with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What's the reason for your coming? They answered, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This summer seems to be particularly strange for most of us. Folks that I run into tend to talk about all the changes that they're experiencing. So much weird and unexpected stuff is going on in and around their lives these days. There's, at minimum, a sense of being harried. Even people working from home sound like they're under perpetual pressure to move on to the next and on to the next and on to the next. With the pandemic and other disruptions, we're still caught in our normal anxieties and other things that we feel we have to do. And on top of all that, All of our normal sense of living has just... What's normal? Before the pandemic, some really thought we wanted life to change. Remember back then? Now it feels like almost everything has, and most of the changes don't feel good, whether they are or not. Some of us are discovering how packed our lives have been. Jobs, debt, relationships, 
no longer feel normal or have altogether disappeared except for the debt, which, like taxes, never seems to go away. Anyway, mostly we feel compelled to find a new normal for our lives if we can. We forget that there are some pretty serious consequences to the old normal. Most of us have a hard time thinking back to what pained us before COVID. The temptation of the old normal that we too often succumb to was pumping up our lives with almost overwhelming quantities of experience. At our worst, the old normal was too much like our lives were nothing but one long pie-eating contest. You ever watch one? I made either a pie-eating contest or a hot-dog-eating contest. You ever see a a hot-dog-eating contest? We stuff as much in as we can, but we really don't get a good taste of anything. We didn't do much to savor life, to pick quality experience that give us a good taste for life, that offer lasting treasure, that make a lasting change in our lives for the better. Did I ever tell you that I was in a serious car accident? It was a long time ago. And one of the results of the car accident is I taste next to nothing. And so you will often hear me comment on how good the texture of things is. I can't taste the subtleties. But as I said to our young Jamaican that's staying with us when he made a soup, Kamani, this is the smoothest soup I have ever eaten. At our worst, in the good old days, we did things that simply fed our frenzy of activity. It was a horrible spiral. Some of us have lately filled in the voids caused by the pandemic by binge-watching videos, playing video games, camping on social media, and that's the adults, that's not the kids. We do one thing that mindlessly leads to another, which means we have to do something else, which in turn creates the demand that we do even more still. Before we know it, we're lost in a tidal wave of rather valueless activities. The question is more than how to say no. The question is not really how active we feel we need to be. The question is 
How can we choose to do those things that are most helpful to others and to ourselves? How do we choose those things that make life simpler, better, less burdensome? How do we choose to do those things that are genuinely important? Those things that God most wants us to do in the midst of the new normal. The answer to that question is at once simple and also hard. The answer is prayer. The initial response to that is, come on, Mike, that's just another thing. But most of us don't give much thought or time to prayer. Mostly when we do pray, we see it as a time in which we talk to God in an effort to get God to work with us to help to change the world or the course of circumstances to the way we think it's best. In other words, when we pray, it's, hey God, do it my way. So that means when we pray, in order to communicate to God, what we do is we say, God, this is what I want to happen. However, prayer is not so one-sided as we tend to make it. Prayer is also one of the powerful ways God can work with us to change us for the better. God can grow us in prayer. But not if all we do is talk. I know that's me saying that. We need to carefully listen to God as carefully as we expect God to listen to us. The experience of the Apostle Peter can give us some insight into the other side of prayer. Peter, after Jesus had tracked him down at the Sea of Galilee and once more called him to the work of the kingdom, Peter had become a very busy man. He had suffered persecutions, he'd been arrested, he'd been beaten, had preached much, healed the sick, and even raised the dead. How's that for a calendar? In other words, Peter had been going around doing the things that he'd seen Jesus do. Peter had learned an important lesson from Jesus, to set aside time for prayer, probably three times a day, and not only to pray, but to meditate and just listen for God to speak. Peter went up on the roof of the house, out of the noise and busyness, and Peter prayed while up on the housetop. And as he prayed, he fell into a trance. The Greek word used to describe Peter's situation means that normal consciousness is somehow suspended and the person perceives something from beyond the realm of everyday experience. It's probably the word from which we get our word in English, ecstasy. Not the drug. Peter stopped talking and both looked and listened, and a message came to him from God. The message was an important one, one that shredded 
Peter's longest held and most deeply ingrained prejudices and ways of thinking. It was a message that became God's effort to not only push Peter into new growth, but to also push the whole church into new growth. It was a message that changed who Peter and who all of the church thought could be followers of Jesus. In dramatic fashion, God said to Peter, who and what I have cleansed do not call unclean. Because Peter listened to God, people like you and me are now welcome to be Christians. Because of one guy on a rooftop praying. Otherwise, we'd have to be Jewish and kosher first before we could be Christian. One of my dear sister-in-laws was a person who believed that a person must be kosher in order to be Christian. We drove each other nuts. Okay? She would invite me to her worship on Saturday, and I would invite her to my worship on Sunday. Okay? And I said, Jean, you celebrate creation on Saturday by the God of all who is. I worship on Sunday to celebrate the God who recreated everything in the resurrection on Sunday. we came to a little bit of an understanding. Clearly, Peter had been in the habit of praying. He asked God to change the world for the better, and God listened. And God listened, healing the sick, curing the lame, and raising the dead. Up on the roof, that one particular day, Peter listened to God, and God changed not only Peter for the better, but God began changing the whole church for the better. Yeah. Yes. That's all right. Such is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, I wish I had his energy. I know you, you have to deal with it every day, but... It's important for us to build into our lives time to talk to God. How many of us consciously take time to talk to God even once a day, much less three times a day? How close are we to the ideal of praying without ceasing? It's important for us to build into our lives time to listen to God. Okay. I don't close my eyes when I invite us to sit in silence and listen to God after prayer. I watch y'all squirm. 
generally don't go more than a minute. It's the longest minute of the service. The longest minute of the service. It almost competes with the length of the sermon. We can also listen by letting God speak to us by attentively reading our Bibles every day. The folk that are in the, the Sunday morning coffee with Mike, what's the single hardest thing to do? To really read that scripture. And concentrate. You know, what, 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 what was it one of you all, all said? The hardest thing is to read it as if I'm hearing it for the first time. We can listen by letting God speak to us by attentively reading or listening to the witness of devout Christians that have gone along the ways of discipleship before us. Now, I'm going to say something that isn't written down. You know Jesus loves you. Everybody in this room knows Jesus loves them. I know that I'm long-winded, okay? But the sermon is really, Jesus loves you. Don't forget it. The church has a major weakness. I'm part of that weakness. And I can say that you are part of the weakness too. And the reason I can say that is because we too often forget to say, I know that Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you. And this is how you tell other people about it. How many of us here this morning have taught the next generation of leaders how to be Christians? Okay, Jesus did two things. Three. Okay. He came, he preached, he died and rose again, but he also trained the next generation of leaders, otherwise you and I would not be here this morning. Those of you that have gotten to know me know that I have a pretty short-range focus. I'm going to do what I do, 
as long as I can or until Jesus comes back. You ask me when Jesus is coming back, my answer is going to be, if he doesn't show up today, he'll show up tomorrow. Hopefully, <laughs> when, when I'm gone from here, you'll be able to say, Mike was here. He taught me some things about Jesus that I can pass along. We can listen to God by doing the equivalent of what Peter did, going up on the roof, out of the noise and the busyness, sitting still and listening. Yes, we might just go to sleep, but then again, we might just have our eyes and ears open so that we will experience the message of God for us now today. The message will change us for the better that message just might change the whole church for the better. Without a doubt, we will know that we have been in the presence of God. And there is nothing better for us today and for our whole lives than that. Can I hear an amen? As I said to the children, the table is about remembering someone important to us. It's about remembering Jesus. So long ago, Jesus was with his friends. And amongst the things that we've discovered as we've studied Mark together on Sunday mornings is that the people that were closest around Jesus didn't get him. They just didn't understand. How often do we feel like we don't understand? However, the same Jesus who took the bread so long ago and broke it and said, this is my body. And then took the cup and said, this is my blood. is the same Jesus who is with us this morning and who can help us understand. Understand him, understand ourselves, understand the kingdom of God. Jesus consecrated the bread and the cup All I can do is say mere words. However, let us pray. Blessed Jesus,
you have consecrated the bread and the cup. Not with mere words, but in your suffering, your death, your resurrection. Your power, O Lord, to make them something beyond what they are. Your body and your blood is something we ask you to do now. And as we take of the bread and the cup, we ask that you would work another miracle. Transform us into your body, doing your work for your kingdom in this world. O oh Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. Ours is an open communion. All are welcome to the bread and the cup. Would our communion stewards and our helpers please come? The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, become Jesus. Bless you.
body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat this bread, drink this cup, become Jesus. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, become Jesus. body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat this bread, drink this cup, become Jesus. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat this bread, drink this cup, Become Jesus. body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, let us become Jesus.
If you are able, would you stand? And would you join me in the closing hymn? beautifully sung. Thank you for continuing on even though my leadership was terrible. A brief commercial for the hymnal. The hymnal has prayers, meditations, okay, and other things 
to help us in our spiritual lives. One of those is on 493. Would you join me in the benediction? Thanks be to thee, O Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits that thou hast for us, for all the pains and insults which thou hast borne for us, O most merciful Redeemer, friend, and brother, may we know thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, and follow thee more nearly for thine own sake. Amen. Amen.